0: Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans.
1: This show is for coaches, self-growth oriented folks. Active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Your Favorite F Word podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about something that is a kind of a hot topic this time of year. Um, It is the beginning of the year. There's lots of people setting New Year's resolutions or goals for themselves. And for whatever reason, I feel like that always includes some sort of like morning routine or journaling practice um, as something that we like should be working on. Um, so today we want to talk a little bit about our experiences with journaling and some considerations for you if you are trying to implement a journaling practice.
1: Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> Prior to this, we took a, a hot take first try and Sarah was like, it so welcome to the professional edition. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we will touch a little bit on like why journal? is it helpful are there pros Are there cons and look at a few different styles of journaling practices obviously there are a ton so we'll just touch on a few today um and then maybe some considerations for getting started and some of our go-to prompts or strategies that we personally like
0: not mm-hmm. the
1: bun action going on today oh yeah see me in the video so you can see Sarah's a wild hair <laughs>
0: Um, okay. So we're going to start off with just why journal, um, beyond the fact that it's like super trendy and everyone seems to, um, upload it on social media. Um, so most of the time when we are writing, um, especially if you do any writing for your work, whether you're like an on online creator of some sort, if you write for, um, your work in any capacity, generally, um, that writing is about like opening up and sharing with the world, whereas journaling is more about kind of like turning inwards and exploring more about like who you are, what makes you tick and all of that kind of stuff. So it really is like a process to building more self-awareness and consciousness, um, which is one of the biggest pros about it, in my opinion. Um, but it's also important and for some of us who are like perfectionists kind of hard to wrap our heads around this but it's important to consider that that doesn't mean that we're like being super conscious and perfection or perfectionist in our actual journaling writing it's kind of the opposite so we really want to be kind of uncensored Um, And really just writing what's coming to our mind, because if we're super censored and we're hyper aware of what we're writing, it kind of like defeats the purpose of journaling. So it's really this like unconscious, uncensored,
1: unhinged, unhinged,
0: (laughs) blabbering on the paper. Um, And that's really where like the benefits come from it, in my personal opinion,
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I will agree with a lot of that and definitely remember myself like taking a journaling practice really seriously, specifically because I really like the aesthetic of like what the page could look like. So I was very like rigid in how I was using it. Um, But I've also used a journal to like literally keep memories. So I think using a journal like while you're traveling or while you're going through maybe a new experience, um, having a journal and just writing down like more what is happening and events can be really helpful and actually super fun to look at later. For sure. And kind of just like remind yourself of different like aha moments you had or really cool things that happened, uh, moments you felt really excited, scared, whatever. Um, so there's benefits there as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So when we look at like the benefits of journaling from a more like, I guess, like scientific standpoint, if you want to say that. Um, it has been shown to, obviously, I think the biggest one is just increasing our emotional awareness and our self-awareness and discovery, um, especially if we are able to really get unhinged, like Nicholas said, I like that word for it, um, and really turn inwards, um, but it also can have benefits on our mood. Um, it can help us increase our mindfulness, which has so many other positive effects on our day-to-day life. Um, so there's definitely some like really solid benefits there. On the flip side, what are some cons?
1: I mean, if you are kind of caught in like maybe some like negative thought loop, it can be really easy to kind of center the majority of like your entries around that and kind of get stuck in patterns. Mm -hmm. I think there's also like some stress associated with journaling for some people. Maybe they've been told to do it or have like Sarah said, have been feeling the pressures that it's like just such a great thing to do and they need to do it where it doesn't become like helpful in any way. And instead it like either adds a stress or creates like, Oh, Rue has entered the room, (laughs) um, can create like that internal pressure, um, or self-doubt or just like frustration too. And I think Mm -hmm. then it kind of loses its helpfulness.
0: For sure. It like starts to just feel like another thing on your list. And if you're not following through with it, then it's like, Oh, okay. Then it's like this other thing that I didn't do. Mm -hmm. Right. Where that is like, the exact opposite of what we're supposed to be benefiting from when implementing the practice so definitely pros and cons there and it's not something that everyone has to do by any means Um, and there's also tons of different ways to do it Uh, there's not one right or wrong way it's not something that you need to do every single day if that doesn't feel good Um, it's really something that there's a lot of flexibility in and that's going to kind of work differently for every single person
1: same goes for like when and how frequently you're doing it too. I mean, it's great for people who want to do it every day, um, but I think I mean even just like myself personally, I've fluctuated between a practice where I was doing it every day when that felt good towards maybe now when I'm kind of just like pick it up when I feel like it and that that works for me right now too. Absolutely. So when it comes to getting started with
0: your journaling practice, um, there's multiple different types of Journaling that we can engage in, and certain types are going to feel better for certain people. Um, I think we've both probably fluctuated between these types a lot. Um, so, we'll go through a few of them right now. The first you, one before you start,
1: can you hear like some deep, crazed breathing in the background? It's a little bit of ruffling, but I think that it's okay. Well, FYI, it's not me, it's Rue. Um, I'm just <laughs> going to move her out of the room because she's getting a little zoomy. Okay, okay. no momento. You keep going. Bye.
0: Um, Okay. So when we, um, when we start journaling, the kind of first type that probably feels the most natural um, is going to be what's called like free form journaling. And that's kind of just like this dear diary. I literally have journals like in my childhood bedroom from when I was like eight. And it's like, dear diary today, (laughs) after school, we went to the park with my friend Kelty and like whatever. It's, it's pretty funny. But um it can definitely just be like a kind of regurgitation of like what happened that day or what's going on. Um and that okay.
1: the highs and lows.
0: Yeah, that can be positive for sure. Um, but I do find personally for myself, um, when I'm like putting pressure on journaling, I tend to like gravitate towards that type. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like it doesn't really benefit me in any way because it's just kind of like regurgitating or I'll like write the same shit of like, Oh, today was a really great day. I did so much work, you know? Hmm, And then I'll like, yeah. So for me, I personally don't love that very much, but it is like the most natural tendency for me to fall
1: into. Hmm, Interesting. I would say that I don't often write like that, but that my therapist suggested that maybe I not necessarily write like that, but maybe we'll call it like the more, the next level from that, where you are mostly writing down facts. Right. Um, the reason she suggested this is because a lot of times when we are like overthinking something or maybe in kind of like one of those patterns or thought loops, we can kind of fixate on a few different things and start to see things from our own biased opinions and not really see things with any sort of clarity or objectivity. Right. And so if we are able to kind of write down what actually happened, say in a conflict with your partner, um, a disagreement at work, a tough scenario, um, something you've been working on, if you are able to really write down the facts of it, she said, even to the point where you're including quotes, Um, it kind of brings a a layer of reality to it and you can then look at it and say like, okay, am I justified in these thoughts? Potentially, do I need to change my mind on something? Mm -hmm. Are my emotions valid? Always. But what can I do next instead of being stuck there? Um, So there is benefit in that. But again, like if it feels right, if it feels like it's, if it's just becoming a recap of the day um, without any like,
0: intention purpose
1: yeah then maybe maybe it doesn't feel fitting
0: yeah that's a good one because I think it's really easy for us in those situations to get wrapped up in our emotions mm-hmm. um, which clouds our judgment and clouds our ability to kind of like see the situation for what it truly was instead of like the stories that we've made up about it right so yeah I've never thought of it in that way I like that
1: I mean, you could still start it as Dear Diary, but yeah. maybe you're just talking I mean, it about doesn't, it from a little yeah. bit of a heightened yeah. lens.
0: That's so funny. I don't think I've started it Dear Diary for a million years. I would love it if it's you so did. Funny. I just like <laughs> remember looking back on mine, like when I go home, I'll like read them sometimes. And it's so funny. Just like the shit that you talked about. Like it was literally just like a recap. Do you have any old journals?
1: yeah the one that I like refer to most often is my traveling journal Mm -hmm. It was really written as like a recap of the day but it also had like a lot of really like funny little moments that like stood out um I mean offhand I can't even really think of anything but when I read it I'm instantly brought back to that moment and can relive like whatever emotion I was like so desperately clinging to at age 19 so yeah there's some there's some fun there some cringe moments obviously but oh man
0: I was um, in preparation for this podcast. I was just like reading through a few different like blogs on journaling just to see what other people were saying. And uh, one of them was talking about revisiting old entries Mm -hmm. and she used, she was like, sometimes they're really cringy, but it's cool to be able to revisit old ones and either use that as a prompt. um, Mm -hmm. And maybe it's an old one on a situation that you've like worked through and you can kind of like see your progress there. Um, You can see kind of where your headspace was at around where you were at in your life or whatever. And you can use that as a prompt for moving forward um, or a prompt for a new journal entry, which I thought was really cool. I don't usually go back.
1: And yeah, me neither. Not to like, excuse me, adult, what I'll call like adult journals, but I will revisit the ones from like around, you know, 18, 19. Yeah. When my brain hadn't fully formed. Right. (laughs) Like my brain is still forming itself. But that's interesting. I think maybe looking at it through that lens, there's a little bit more to gain from going back than I would have really thought about because you might read something and be like, wow, I can't believe that something like that had me, you know, feeling so intensely in whatever way. And maybe now that's like a moment where you're like, cool, I've actually like grown and changed a lot because whatever happened then, if that happened to me today, I wouldn't treat it the same
0: way. Right. Or I wouldn't put myself in a situation for that to happen. Mm -hmm, You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of different reflections there. Cool. Um, Okay. A couple other kind of types. Um, There is a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And in that book, she talks about something called the morning pages. Um, Nicola hates these. (laughs) I actually I haven't been doing them fully it's supposed to be three pages but again that's kind of just like an arbitrary like it doesn't need to be three pages but it's basically just first thing in the morning you open your journal and you just write whatever is coming to your mind Um, and some days it's really profound and insightful and other days it's like I'm fucking tired but (laughs) this this galaxy light in my in my office is a vibe like It really just kind of depends on where your head is at that day. Um, But the point of the morning pages is to kind of create a routine around it and get comfortable in that like unhinged, uncensored, just writing what comes to mind. Um, So for me, that's been really valuable because I have the tendency to like overthink my journaling. And then I'm like trying to like write what I think I should be writing or write what I think other people would enjoy to read, even though no (laughs) one else is going to read it.
1: Um, so yeah that's one also like the way she describes the purpose for that is also specifically for artists people creatives who kind of get like those creative blocks Blocks. and this is kind of like a practice to kind of release everything that feels like it's a barrier or everything you're holding on to onto, onto mm-hmm. the paper so that you can move forward and like open up room to start thinking more creatively or um, doing things without being stuck to those bits and pieces that you were so attached to just prior
0: yeah absolutely Um, few other ones, gratitude journaling. So where we're writing down what we're grateful for, this is probably like with this too. Yeah. This is probably one of like the most trendy ones. Um, and it does have a lot of positive research behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's important for it to be a little bit deeper than just like, I'm grateful for Nicola or like, I'm grateful for a good night's sleep, you know, um, we need to like develop like a connection to it.
1: Yeah. Which is I where mean, I think. Yeah. I had a full like debate about this with a friend over the summer about how I think like gratitude practices are so just like washed out Luffy. right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just feels like everybody has a gratitude practice and I love that for them if it works. But I think if I get into like that habitual thing, it then becomes kind of like um, mindless or unintentional. And I literally notice myself start just being like, okay, what was like a good thing today or what didn't totally suck? Cool. Okay. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, And I personally hate practicing gratitude that way. I would prefer if it's just like, I'm out on a walk with Rue and I recognize something and can just like hold it in my heart for a moment mm-hmm. versus like sitting down and going through that. For me, what feels like a very rigid and forced practice. Right. Um, but for some people, if it's the only time of day you've had to like stop and think and it really like brings things to mind and you can hold it in your heart and not just in for that brief moment, then I think go for it. Mm-hmm. Um but I think there's a lot more to it than literally just like writing a list of like three things and being like sick, I'm grateful. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Oh, good lord. Yeah. yeah. So I mean do without what you will.
0: Yeah. For sure. I remember a conversation you and I had a long time ago when we were talking about this and you I don't know if someone told you this or something, or maybe this wasn't even with you who fucking knows, but, um, we were talking about gratitude journaling and you were talking about like being grateful for like a chocolate chip cookie or something and talking about, so, okay, you're grateful for this chocolate chip cookie. What, what are you grateful for? And then like describing it in more detail. So like the ratio of chocolate chips to dough or like (laughs) how soft it was or something like that. You don't remember this conversation? Zero I'm pretty sure it was you. I'm pretty sure it was you. I mean, um, I do love cookies. So when we are practicing gratitude, being able to take a moment and really like think about whether it's a person or a moment or like a physical thing that you are grateful for, what is it about that that you feel grateful for? Um, and you're like connecting to those pieces can help you feel a little
1: bit more Connected to it versus just writing it on a paper. Yeah, I agree, and I mean like this kind of goes outside of the scope of journaling, but I think the more you can tell other people that you're grateful for them for whatever reason that may be, the more like real it becomes, and you can really like change someone's like perspective of themselves by telling them. And there's no need to keep those things a secret. And I think you can actually have a lot of power. If maybe power is not the right word. It can be powerful. Mm -hmm. to tell someone why you are grateful for them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, okay. We'll quickly go through these next two because they're pretty straightforward. Um, mindfulness. So this can be a great one actually on your nutrition journey. If mindful eating is something that you're working towards and just developing more mindfulness and being able to come into the present moment. Um, so mindfulness journaling, mindfulness journaling is really just kind of describing your current surroundings or your emotional experiences in detail. Um, and really trying to like pay attention to all five of your senses in describing kind of what's going on. Um, so I feel, oh, I'm trying to, maybe this wasn't a mindfulness piece, but I think this was like working through writer's block when Rachel told us to like, write about the lamp. Or like oh look yeah that's a writing like, practice yeah. probably
1: similar to like the morning pages more like brain dump right um but you're getting into the rhythm of just like describing things and becoming like very in tune with your present surroundings mm-hmm.
0: yeah so a mindfulness journal entry might look like taking a breath and being like I'm sitting here in this room, it's dark outside. My lamp is providing light. Like I I feel, I love lamp. There's a truck that parks my alley that's license plate is I love lamp. I feel like light. I feel, um, you know, how you're feeling physically, um, those types of things what do you smell what are you seeing around you are there sounds of the garbage truck outside like there is right now for me like what's going on and really just bringing into that present moment being able to do that like throughout the day is a really really positive um skill to have um, that adds value to lots of different pieces of your life um and then the other one is like dream or vision journaling and this is something that I love to do um maybe a little bit too much <laughs> It's where you kind of like write down your dreams or your visions for the future. Um, It can be really helpful. For me, it like seems motivating um, and kind of like gives you something to work towards just like goal setting. Um, But at the same time, we need to make sure that we are taking the time to like actually put those dreams into action as well. Um, Because if we're just caught in that cycle of like writing down like the future, um, and not focusing on the present day, what we need to do to get to that future, then there's going to be a disconnect.
1: Yes. And I think that perfectly describes my beef with gratitude. It's like nothing comes from me writing it down on the paper, right? You're just putting it there and walking away. Yeah. Um, speaking of dreams, you could also this is something I've thought of doing many times, but I'm just so fucking lazy. First thing in the morning is writing down your dreams. Right. My mom used to do that, and rereading those is wild. Yeah. Like wild. Yeah. So that's yeah. something you could do. It would have would to be too
0: first thing in the morning. I feel
1: like because I remember like this as morning as soon as you wake up. Yeah.
0: Cause I remembered I had a weird dream last night and I remembered it this morning and I was thinking about it, but now I can't remember what it was. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not weird.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, those are just a few different types. And then, um, the last kind of type, and I think this is one that you and I use a lot, um, is having some sort of prompt. So whether you go on the Google and search up like journal prompts, um, or you use something like tarot, right? Tarot cards, Oracle cards, um, those can be really nice journal prompts. And those are just a way to kind of like get us thinking, Um, And kind of like start the process, because especially as we're starting out with journaling, you can have a little bit of writer's block and be like, oh, what am I supposed to write about? So having an external prompt um, can be really, really helpful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that. Um, Mm -hmm. A few people, I think you did too, use the Daily Stoic Journal.
0: I never use the journal, but I used to use the Daily Stoic as prompts. Mm -hmm. So I would read the entry for the day and then I would write about like what it brought up for me.
1: Yeah. So that's a pretty popular one too.
0: Yeah. There's a few other journals like um, that five minute journal. Oh yeah. um, That has prompts in it. So lots of, lots of different options for those. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Why don't we go into a few other considerations if you're
1: getting started with a journaling practice? Well, maybe this is a good refresher for me because I've been not journaling very much as of late. Um, I think the first thing is just be able to let like, go of all those like conventional shoulds around it. Um, write for you and recognize that there's no right or wrong way to do it. Whatever like feels the best, try out some different things, um, get a little creative with whatever that practice in quotes needs to look like for you. Um, and start there. Mm-hmm. And be realistic with
0: your expectations for yourself, right? Um, Like we said before, it doesn't need to be an everyday thing. And if we're building a new habit, expecting it to be everyday might be a little bit um, unrealistic or kind of excessive and not even necessary. Um, So just have patience and and realistic expectations for yourself. And remember that it doesn't need to be perfect. Um, It's for you. It's for no one else.
1: Um, what else if you wanted to habit stack it? That is something to consider too. If you were wanting to build some consistency around it, maybe you're a kind of casual journaler now, um, but when you do take the time to journal, you really enjoy it. So building some consistency there, you might couple it with something else that you naturally do on a daily basis. If you have a morning routine and have a little bit of extra time and feel like the practice would go well there, go for it. Um, If you prefer to do it in the evenings, midday anything like that, whatever is going to work best for you and wherever you have like already a solid, um, habit that you're doing couple it with that.
0: Yeah. It could be like before, after your gym session, if that's something you do regularly or on your lunch break or when you're having your morning coffee or something like that. Right. Um, I have one client who really tries to make an effort for once a week, she goes to a coffee shop So she gets in a new environment that's like kind of stimulating and like different for her. Um, And she finds it's really helpful versus journaling, like in her house where she is all the time. Yeah. I Um, like that. So getting into different environments. When I was in Miami, I like went to the beach to journal and had some like really good sessions there. Um, so changing up your environment can be really helpful too. Thanks. Um,
1: okay. What else? Um, I mean, what did you write down here? Oh, I like this. Recognizing that like the journaling doesn't necessarily have to be pen and paper that you could use like a computer or a tablet if that felt more, more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about the dreams, how I might go about like keeping track of those. Even just like if you have something like Vox Voxer, a voice memoing app, leaving yourself voice memos mm-hmm. could also be a way to just kind of like again, if the point of your journaling or your practice is to kind of like get grounded, become a little bit more present or do some reflection, there's nothing to say that you can't like reflect out loud. And whether you go back and listen to those voice memos or not, is kind of like up to you, but it could be the practice itself of just like setting aside time to do something that specific and intentional, um, could be what it is for you that feels the best. Mm -hmm.
0: The voice memos would be a really good one to pair with. Like, if you have a walk, or, Mm -hmm. or some movement, right. Because you can usually walking and moving stimulates like that thought process. Right. And so going for a walk and you're going to look like you're talking to yourself, but that's fine. I do that all the time. Um, and kind of like just talking out loud into a voice memo. Um, that could be a really good habit stack there and a nice way Mm -hmm. to go about that
1: some other kind of like ideas for prompts are I personally like this one. I find that if I'm listening to a podcast or kind of like a new stimulating book, I generate a lot of ideas from there. Um, and then I feel like I'm always like, okay, what do I do with these ideas? I don't want to forget them and developing a small little practice around that where you're after a podcast or after a book you're sitting down for a few minutes to just like write out some new ideas. Mm. Um, maybe there's prompts for later, that kind of thing or, Um, If you have a conversation that sparked some new perspectives, ideas, or you felt really challenged by writing down different aspects of that for you to revisit later too. Mm -hmm.
0: Keeping a note in your phone is a really easy way to do that because then you have, you always have your phone on you. You can just jot it down there. Um, The book thing is interesting and this is something we're going to work on in the book club. Um, But I've been in the last few books I've read, I've been making a point to like have a pen with me. While I'm reading and I'll underline and circle things. And if there's a question that comes up in the book or like a thought, I will write down like the page number in my notes. Um, and then when I'm not sure what to journal about, I'll revisit that, read it, and be like, okay. So that's really nice too, because it kind of helps you implement same thing with the podcast, right? It helps you really implement um and reflect on these topics that we're learning about in a way that relates to our life and ourselves, right? Um, versus just having like this information overload and being like okay cool I heard this thing once and now I'm never gonna like consider it again you know right (laughs) Um, so yeah I like I like that idea of just keeping a list Um, and then also like bringing your journal with you so if you are I don't know especially if you're traveling or you're going somewhere different like having your journal on you so that if those thought process or those thought patterns come up and you're in a place and a time where you have access to be able to reflect on it, you have your journal there with you. Um, that can be really nice too. Cause I think a lot of times those like moments of introspection come when we're like least expecting them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that annoying. reason, I usually like to have two, like a bigger one for writing at home and like a smaller one that you can just kind of like tap, yeah. bring, bring with you everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that probably wraps up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, main takeaways are like develop a practice or not that feels best for you. Mm-hmm. Do it when it feels best and experiment with a few different ways and see if like something here sparks a new kind of like creative outlet for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And remember if it's not feeling good, if it's feeling more like just a stressor and another thing to do, like by no means is journaling something that we all need to do to like our best selves Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's supposed to be supposed to be enhancing and fun so don't put the pressure on it Boom. boom boom um okay well fuck yes and fuck no
1: um fuck knows only because this is super relevant and during this whole podcast I was just like staring at Rue's eyes I hate when pets are sick she's got a little eye infection and I just get so like nervous and like catastrophize everything when it comes to pets because like they Mm -hmm. can't tell you what's wrong I know it's so sad oh poor things Brad and I were looking at
0: um, breeders the other day To start like getting our name on some
1: lists. Don't do it. (laughs) Nicola's like, don't get a puppy. Honestly, I wouldn't, I would not get a puppy again. I love her. Don't get me wrong, but I would not do it again. No. Would you like, what? You go. I was going to say, I cried literally every day for the first like four months. Yeah. Yeah, that's (sighs) tough. I just kept like wanting to scream at her. Why don't you love me? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh, It gets better. It does. And it'll be so worth it. But like, it's a lot of work. And think people I, underestimate it for sure totally and I like did so much fucking research I talked to so many people thought like fuck yeah I'm so prepared and you're just not yeah um if I do it again I would love to just get a rescue dog some a little like old man mm-hmm. old dog but I'm just so allergic to so many dogs which is why that's we tough. have to get go with a breeder yeah 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 that's like us too we ha- need to get a hypoallergenic or
0: Brad and I will not be having a fun time yeah yeah um okay well I have a fuck yes because over the Christmas break I like had a lot of time off and so I didn't have any like client calls and this week I've had a few client calls and I just like I love that about the like plus clients that we have being able to connect Mm -hmm. with them on a video call yeah and I just gotta toot my clients horns because they are so fucking self-aware and they like are getting so good at kind of like realizing like what their obstacles are already coming like with a solution, um, and ideas of like how to work through that. And we did a whole bunch of like goal setting and kind of like mapping out the year for a few of them, um, talking about core values and stuff like that. And I just, even on the shittiest day where I'm like going into the call being like, fuck, like, this is the last thing I want to do right now after it always feels so much better. Mm And it's just like, oh, I just love the women that we work with.
1: Yeah. So amazing. That's a good fuck. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nice. Feels good. Um, okay. Um,
0: okay. Well, we will wrap up for today. So as always, thank you so much for listening. If you want more from Paradigm, you can follow us over at Paradigm Nutrition underscore on the gram. And you can visit our website, paradigmnutrition.net, which we'll be getting an upgrade soon, which we are so excited about, um, some freebies to download there. And if you have any questions or comments or anything, hit us up in a DM, shoot us an email. We love chatting with you all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sign up for the curious coach mentorship. If you are a curious coach, <laughs> um, what else? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.